So, I feel that maybe, like, what Warner Brothers did to Catwoman is the most offensive comic book adaptation. What would you say? Of all time? That's a rough one. I but mean, still, man, like, <sighs> Catwoman has to be up there, I feel. I think that was the one that was, like, the biggest flop. Um, and meaning like they had, they, they had a huge actress. Um, they had a, honestly, a well-known character that they could have done something with. And then to to have some of what of a budget, just let it fail so badly. Um, and just meander to put in the needless CG of the era. But I don't know to say, man, here's the thing. Uh, I've only seen. Bits and pieces of Catwoman, so I can't judge. But man, Howard the Duck <laughs> is also a huge disservice to like what the comics are uh, and what they do. The comics are so smart. Uh, Chip Zdarsky, like a really clever graphic designer and now comic writer for Marvel, did like a recent run that's really clever and just so smart and brilliant. But like even the ones from like the eighties are like real just ingenious they involve like him being trapped on earth of course but like he's frustrated he hates it here and it's real heady stuff that is just not represented at all in the george lucas pg mess of a movie that they had that doesn't quite know what it wants to do as it puts in like you know, the lady duck breasts within the opening credits of the movie, (laughs) but then also have like really weird fart jokes, but then go to like, to tonally like awkward (coughs) interspecies relationship between him and who is it? A really hot Taya Leone. Not Taya Leone. Leah Thompson. There you go. I was like, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Back to the future. No. Yes. Back to the future. Um, Just really tonally weird and awkward. Um, so, well, she's the mom, isn't she? Holy shit. She's the mom in all of them. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) there's that. You could, you could say Electra is super blasphemous. Electra is like a Greek assassin like unstoppable force and she is a wimpy whiny white american jennifer garner the least ethnic person you could possibly get who's fighting like the hand and like nameless the hand villains at best instead of like giving her good villains from like her stories you know like that's kind of a tragedy if you're familiar with that character but i think because catwoman's well known it's easy to be very disappointed with that honestly i superman v batman's a travesty looking at like the source material because that not only ruined one story arc but it killed the momentum on like three different story arcs that were all (laughs) fantastic and they ruined all three of them yeah so i don't know Way to do way more than I ever will in my entire life. You handsome son of a bitch, you. I mean, he makes really good music videos. Who, who uh, in the Cape podcasters do you think would hate Catwoman more? Dave or Brian? Huh. 
That's an interesting question. I think maybe Brian. That's kind of what I think, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think Brian. I think Dave might have maybe a little bit of nostalgia and like an, a, an come from an apologist stance on it. <laughs> Whereas I no, I don't know, because Brian's just as deep into that shit, too. I don't know. Right, that's they both a hard have one. gigantic hearts. Uh, <laughs> I, but I do, I do say Brian. I have to say Brian. Brian would hate Catwoman, your, the movie starring Halle Berry, more. What's your reasoning on this? The same kind of for you. I don't know. I feel Dave would be more apologetic to it, and Brian okay. could see the forest for the trees. I don't think I used that phrase correctly, but we're going to roll on with it. I'm okay with it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how we have this entirely made up scenario in our head. Um, they are going to have to review Catwoman at some point. And this will be uh, either a highlight of ours and our predictive uh, nature. And we will be like seen as prophets or stupid fools who wasted their times completely guessing incorrectly. And it was totally Brian who was way, way, way more positive on the movie. Uh, speaking of being stupid fools, buddy, uh, this episode we're talking about today, I can't believe we've been stupid fools for this many fucking episodes of this dumb show. But it's a milestone in of itself. It sure is, man. It's been 3,000 episodes. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> We're coming from you to you from the year twenty one forty eight when Ryan and I are both cyborgs. Oh. This is after the f- this is like the fourth experience grind reunion. We wasted like, this. We wasted it. So this would have been a great April Fool's episode to release from the future. <laughs> we should have like role played as us from the future. Uh, We're just like heads in a jar. <laughs> I mean, we still could have uh, enrolled with it. I was I know. trying to do that. Oh, Dad called you uh, an android. Did you? Oh. <laughs> you just well, you, you just, call me an android, even when we're not talking about Mister Three Thousand. That's true, because you have no feelings, you robot. It's true. You it's totally true. just Wizard of Oz yourself. Like I was setting up this elaborate scenario, and you're like, "Here, I'm the wizard. Look at me! Ha ha! This is what we do." Like, I had no idea what you're doing. And I'm I think like, I just had your idea like, slightly <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well <laughs> yeah. it's not 3,000 episodes spoiler alert uh, it's 200 as we've already previously established this is like 214 I should have looked it up again that's what a good yeah. host would do I didn't it's in like fairness, 214 to 230 somewhere what, in that range what fan demands that number what fan demands to know what number exactly our 200th slash 3,000th episode even is? Brooks will fucking send me a Facebook message in like two days like, hey man, uh, this is episode number 234, actually. And I'll be like, well, there you go. fuck yeah, Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, like our unofficial official record keeper of things that he just, he's, I love it. Brooks is my corrector. He needs to be on like, uh, like, what was uh, the Regis Philbin vehicle? Who wants to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. He needs mm-hmm. to be our phone a friend. Like, we need to text Brooks when we're about to record. And if we ever get hung up, like, we can phone a friend and be like, 
Uh, hey, Brooks, Google this for us, even though we're both connected to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about stuff about us and things we should know, too. Like, hey, Brooks, sure, what's, yeah. what, what was my favorite movie in 2017? All right. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. All right. I just I wanted to. All right. I should just start texting him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that, though. That's rude. I should just start texting Brooks more in general because Brooks is the best. Brooks is the best. We uh we recently texted about I think Magic the Gathering, which is now introducing Godzilla and Godzilla monsters into like promo cards in their upcoming set, which I was like, that's a weird play. I that's all there is to the story. That. But that's it. I yeah. think there's like twenty or so, like nineteen or twenty, like Godzilla, King, Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, Mothra, like all of those for like what would be like the normal monsters or cards in the game, they just switch out the art and everything to Godzilla style for 19 of them. Oh, okay. That's still... I mean, I guess awesome. Here's the thing. I don't do magic, man. Uh, I don't... I've tried. I got a lot of friends that do. I bet it's just... I will say I like it. I think when it comes to card games, it is maybe the, especially like combat card games, it's the sleekest, smoothest, maybe most accessible design for one. It's it's really easy to get into, and I like the game itself. I do not like having to buy the game. I don't like how it's the systems laid out where you have to have new expansions and the booster pack system where you get random cards and you hope they're good and you have to really pay a lot of money to get the good decks to really compete professionally that kind of shit takes me out of it and i'm not into it and i've not been into it for a long time because of that otherwise i I think it's a really smartly made game like it's a very good game i knew a lot of dudes in high school that if the internet was as widespread as it is now and they could buy magic cards whenever they wanted and whatever they wanted, they would work like 39 hours at Taco Bell just to afford them on That's top a- of going to school. I would have done that too. I was that person in high school. I had my Magic the Gathering collection for sure. And then Not I met me, a girl in college yeah. and gave them away. And that ended up in not dating her but like having a weird on off summer so that's something those are the best yeah love those hooray (laughs) let's stay on this little journey called ambiguity you and me together how about it i like it terrible that should be a name of Um, the podcast ambiguity where we talk about literally nothing and have like no flow or direction and we have like uh, no opinion at the end we could talk about things but not like really about them. It'd be the most objective podcast. Ambiguity. It's literally what we have right now. (laughs) We don't talk about anything. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we never come to any decisions (laughs) and we just prattle about for an hour and Hey, here's the thing that we've released. (laughs) I don't think 200 times we've done this. (laughs) 200 times. Oh man, you're you've never been more the voice of the listener than right there. I know. I'm trying. Here, here's a question: Two hundred episodes. Ryan, if you if you could have two hundred of anything in this world, what would it be? I 
I feel like you're asking me, and I'm confused because it's going to take us away from the topic of this episode again. So should I say I would have another 200 episodes of Experience Grind? Is that the answer you're looking for? No, I want your honest <laughs> answer. No, I, really, I want to know. If I, if I could like have... The id, what was the id, like, like the first thing that popped in your head? If you could have 200 of anything right now, what would it be? Of the next Marvel movies. The MCU movies. Give me the next 200 and I would fucking binge those for two months if it took. But I guarantee you I'd go through them. If I could like get access to the next 20, 30 years, however that equates to movies for that much, for 200 hours worth or 200 movies worth, fucking do it. Absolutely. Easy. Well. What about you? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> quickly get this uh weird shame off my plate what about you <laughs> uh well mine as soon as i i literally thought of this question and then asked it to you and then formed my own answer uh i thought of ice cream sandwiches <laughs> wow i did not see that like coming 200 of those things <laughs> and then uh i don't have to eat them all i'm not i'm not a gluten i could i could pass them out to like kids and I'm just now realizing really how bad of an idea this is sounding. <laughs> <laughs> so gluten a gluten is somebody who overeats and eats a lot of the something. That's a well, gluten. Like a, glutton. a gluten. It's a gluten. So I've got a gluten allergy effort. because I'm intolerant of those people who eat too much and don't share the food. I am Are gluten you intolerant. Fat person? <laughs> No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's no, that's not I what I'm saying. It. Well, that is not what I'm saying. Also, <laughs> that is not. That is not. The ones who don't share, gluten's. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan. What would be something that you would not want to have two hundred of? Episodes of Ever. Experience. <laughs> 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 oh man! <laughs> uh, Two hundred of uh, thought pieces on the Last Jedi. Top that. I was just gonna say I would not ever want to have two hundred hornet stings. Oh, especially body. like murder hornet stings. I mean, yeah, any hornet is not gonna be a good time, especially like two hundred of them. That's You're true. probably gonna die. You're gonna end up like uh, Macaulay Culkin and my girl. <laughs> They're gonna have a closed casket because you're gonna be so fucking swollen. It's like a goddamn grapefruit that's been left in the sun. It's just... <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. This is some good opening topic banter. I'm digging this. It's gonna reel out there, man. You could end up like super successful Macaulay Culkin, who like winds up like on Red Letter Media. Just you know, flying around and hanging out with different YouTubers that he kind of digs. That's a pretty decent life. Yeah, man. It's I mean, bad. and then because he's doing it all to promote his website, he's writing all of that shit off. Too. <laughs> so it's just fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's terrible is that he has to fly to Milwaukee, which uh, I mean, I would do to hang out with the Red Letter Media guys, too. I won't lie. I mean, Milwaukee's not horrible i've visited a few times they've got a really cool uh like secret bar 
I'm sure, but it would be terrible in the winter. Like Chicago oh, yeah. and New York are like, especially Milwaukee, because it is fucking up there. That is true. That's true. Though it's not really a picnic up in Indiana either. No, it it can it can be pretty fucking terrible. Um, yeah. Which uh, which red letter guy do you think you would talk to the most? Interesting. Probably Jay. You think Jay? Jay for me. I think you'd probably get uh talking to Mike a lot more. I I would think Mike or maybe Rich too, because Rich and I could talk about a lot of video games and I Star for, Wars. I, I did not factor Rich in. If you put Rich Nobody in there, I'd, I'd go. <laughs> oh god. Everybody forgets uh, Rich. Alright, fine if we want to go that way. Uh yeah, so I'd stick with Jay of the two. But then alright, I'd go to uh who it, Josh? Is that the guy with the beard and glasses on a he's, lot of the he's, he's like literally the worst. Josh is awesome. Is he? <laughs> yes. Is he? I yes. disagree. What? Josh is I I don't really enjoy Josh Wait. too much. Am I saying the right name? Yeah, you are. Yeah. The guy with the beard and the glasses. Yes. Yeah, it's not yeah. Jack. Okay. I was like, who's, what's the yeah. other one's name? I Jack. like Jack, okay. though. I like Jack, too. I like Jack. And the Canadian guys. I really enjoy when the Canadians When they come, come in. Down. Yeah. But you don't like... All right, so you don't like Josh. Interesting. Go on. Here's the... So... It's not that I don't like Josh, and I feel this ta- this exact argument is going to come up a little bit later. Ooh, interesting. But, like, compared to everybody else, like, Josh just falls a little more flat, like... And I feel like a lot of times he tries to kind of dominate a conversation, but he doesn't have a topic to dominate with, so he kind of prattles on a lot and also cuts in. That's the way Ooh. I've always seen it. I, I mean, I might give you cutting in, but I do think he actually comes in with good counterpoint sometimes, often to uh to Mike, and he can back them up. I've I've not really found him to be a prattly sort, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe their own, but yeah, I love. I've not seen it that way. Human beings that I watch on screens, not that I'm doing it right now. Well, is it? This shit just got meta. It is. I'm, I'm saying I'm picking you apart. <laughs> I mean, I don't really give a fuck, guys. Uh, you've been doing it then for four or five years now in person. So you've what's the difference here? You've, you've, you've prepared a psych analysis of myself that will be revealed later on in the show. I think specifically, and I think it reveals your type of movies. And I think I have like a pretty good now gauge of going into any kind of movie close to this or like really similar themes. I I think I can tell you which ones you're gonna like and not like. Maybe pretty accurately. I think after this one, this is the one where the epiphany <laughs> came. But um, the epiphany, the epiphany of Kyle and how he views things. Because well, I we'll put it out there. We talked about doing Mister Three Thousand, and then you watched it before I did. Then you sent mm-hmm. me a text to say, <laughs> I think it was something of. Just watched Mr. 3000. Ha ha ha. Good luck. That movie fucking sucks. LOL. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I definitely said, uh, yeah, so that movie fucking sucks. LOL. Uh, I yeah. did not enjoy it. I, here's the thing. I did enjoy parts of it. It is not, like I said, it's not offensively awful. It's not Mm-mm. like Troll 2 levels of bad. But for no. me... What it appears to be, 
as a movie, it completely fails at. And I felt like a lot of things in this movie and people in this movie just didn't seem to give a shit. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting going in because I are I already have some very strong uh, differing stances here. Yeah, I won't right. say I don't even say disagreements. I just have differing stances. I do enjoy that for like our 200th anniversary episode that we do actually have some contention that we can bring in because I feel it's those true. episodes are always pretty enjoyable. This is the, they're the ones that get talked about, but yeah, yeah. we've had we've had a stri- string of episodes where we've pretty much been in agreement, mostly with like some, you know, just minor minor like disagreements discrepancies or yeah really so like I guess, we've, we've I been guess, in unison like my first question then is going to be like have you ever seen mr 3000 before our failed attempt to watch 200 cigarettes no no and furthermore i will say that to further expose how much this could have been an issue i even paid four dollars to pay to see this movie <laughs> in high definition because it was on any streaming service i had four dollars mm-hmm. i paid for this movie so i was primed to not enjoy this movie because i already had to pay money to see it <laughs> i love that too like to me i don't know like four bucks is nothing compared to like had i seen this in theaters and like driven and bought a ticket I'd be a lot more upset, I feel. <laughs> well, sure, but I will say we've been lucky for most of our episodes that they've been able to coincide with like being on Netflix or Hulu sure, or, yeah. or HBO or somewhere where we've been able to see them, you know, mostly for free. So then every once in a while, if you get one that you're just like, wow, what a fucking dud that was. At least I only wasted my time. When $4 yeah. is, is in the game, that's very, very steep compared got, to nothing I see what you're saying. no matter what the way you got some skin in the game on this one yeah and it's already kind of coming in at a disadvantage because it has to over impress now because you've actually mm-hmm. put money down yeah and and another thing against it it was over 90 minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. it was an hour and 42 which is i saw that time not too. bad but it's also not what I wanted from a movie called Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. <laughs> so I was already That's... going in, <clears throat> throwing a lot of shade at this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder, again, like, if that is how our differences started to manifest. Because I honestly came in, I have also never seen this movie. But mm-hmm. I remember... For some reason, this movie was marketed the hell out of. Because for a while, it seemed like it was everywhere in whatever year this movie came out. I'm going to guess 2006? Four? 2004? Mm -hmm. I was close. I said 2006. 2004. Um, But yeah, so... It's weird because like i've never seen it i don't think i've ever even seen parts of it on tv i didn't know anything about this movie other than i knew bernie mac was mr 3000 because he had 3000 baseball hits and then his they uh and this is all from like the back of the box in the description he 
some accounting error made a mistake and he's actually only 2,997 hits. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he needs this magical 3,000 to get into the Hall of Fame. And I don't know where I'm going. I don't know why I jumped into the description. No, I mean, that's that's it. You're talking about how it was sold to you. I mean, it, it's it's that's what you knew about it because it's a movie <clears throat> that is a high idea. It boils down real quickly. It's a it's a pitch line movie. Guy who has a 3,000 hitting streak who thinks he's going to get into the Hall of Fame because of it finds out he doesn't have it. He has to go back, but now he's 45 and nine years older, out of shape. He's not into baseball. What's going to happen? Like, that's your movie. It, it's an easy trailer, one-minute sales pitch to the four quadrants. And this very much is a four-quadrant movie. And this... This is my psych analysis, Kyle. Okay, Kyle, is when but- you start to feel those four quadrants come in, you're taken out of the movie. When you feel like art is being maybe restrained or molded in a way that it is going to be applicable for the masses, you're taken out of it. And this movie is 100% um, that. I. So here's the thing. I kind of want to give you some partial credit. Um, I'll take it. You guys heard it. But partial. Also, <laughs> to, to a degree, I, I fully... I am, I think it's one of those things that for some reason, maybe because like it's a combination of my ADD and the fact that like I enjoy movies so much and like I've looked into them and I've, I've like researched them and like studied in like film analysis and like film theory and all of this shit that like when I see a movie where it is kind of obvious, like I, it probably does take me out. I mean, hands down, but I think. For me, the thing with Mr. 3000 that doesn't really land is that it wants to be like the sports hero story. But to me, it never felt like it had the heart to get there and like really earn it. It wants to be something sort of like the replacements, um, the whole nine yards, like the, the whole nine yards is in a sports movie comedy. The whole, oh, I'm sorry. The one with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Longest Yard. Longest Yard. There you go. Yes. Um, but, but that, like, the, the comedy slash sports drama, like, comment, like uh, Major League, it wants to be sort of in this vein. Yeah. But I feel it never reaches there. All right. I but that could have been, already have again, a... Again, the marketing. Yeah. I have a different stance on it. Um... Yeah, I. All right, so I think with the movies you listed, I think with the exception of the replacements, I don't think the re- the replacements is a comedy, but the longest yard is a straight up comedy. It's an Adam Sandler comedic vehicle with a little bit of heart and a little bit of character. And in all honesty, it's one of the better Sandler movies when it comes to characterization, but it's, they're still really kind of thinly, thin, thin stereotypes. Like they all are in that movie. So this movie is that, 
minus a lot of like the comedic jokes it is it is that but i think it's more in line with the replacements what was the other one you said major league i think major league again is like a, a straight <clears throat> comedy it is a satire of the hero's it's also journey like, have you ever seen unnecessary roughness or uh, uh, i have not seen the unnecessary i'm not even familiar with that one unnecessary roughness is good um it's like a college football one there's another college football one that's like this. They're like it's just because like to me it has all those. It has a lot of like the stereotypes of these types of movies. You have the mm-hmm. the the guy that's sort of like the oddball out, which is Bernie Mac now. He used to be the man. He's been out of it. He's coming back now, and so he's he's our fish out of water in this newer major league like i think you're already discrediting it with that 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 description of it though because it's it's more nuanced than that because not only is he the fish out of water (coughs) but he is your protagonist but he is like fiercely unlikable from the get-go this movie is telling you not to like this person and that the movie is able to work through the arc and get you to like him by the end of it I think is like that's good like that that does subvert the standard trope like having him be so just arrogant and like about himself and egocentric like he is just like and even like up until maybe the final third act of the movie does he truly start to like kind of get the lessons and turn around but like that's what I like about this movie is it's messy in the middle it is not like the clean arc of like person who is um 3000 but actually they're three away from it so they need to come back they'd come back they would do those they get out of it they'd be done they would probably learn about teamwork obviously like the easy the easy thing is have the person on their own learn about teamwork but i think this film does something even interesting by like including other characters especially t-rex who i don't think always works i think the actor doesn't quite know what he's doing here and he's given some cheese but i think it's really wise to bring in essentially like the ghost of future past for uh this character to bring in like essentially who he was nine years ago and to have him face like the literal demon of it i think there's a lot of things that are really smart here and kind of break up the mold the mold essentially i love the the relationship with Bo and him and like there's a lot of like weird respect there and it's kind of cool See, man, that dude to me fucking took me out of this movie every because he did not seem like he gave a fuck if he was in this movie or not at all i think that's he the wanted character to have the calm aloofness of a matthew mcconaughey but he did not fucking portray it. To me, it just seemed like dude. a dude completely just writing it in and just... I think that's the character, though. He is writing know, it in. He is the person that never made it big. He's the one who knew exactly who Stan Ross was, who Mr. 3000 was, and followed him. He was the coattail writer. He doesn't care about any of this shit. That's why there's the speech later where he's like, that's why I love you, man. You're predictable. You look out for yourself. Because he truly doesn't care about him at all. Like, he is only using him for his fame, kind of. And, like, that's the scene where, like, the movie kind of shows its cards. And I think that's why that actor is coming across that way. Is because he is aloof. He doesn't give a shit about Stan Ross or his feelings. He's just around. 
He's just hmm. he's the tick on him. He's the 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 parasite leeching off of the fame of Mister Three Thousand. I mean, I got I got that part of it, but again, it just seemed like the dude that was actually acting just wasn't even. Wow. It was weird to me. In fairness, uh, again, he's not a great actor. He's not anything special. But I, uh, I understood what he was going for. I just, I, uh, I'm with you. He does not have anywhere near, like McConaughey level. He is clear. Like, you gotta have some charisma of some sort to like play that character. Like I get what he's trying to be, but like, Whoop. even like. Well, I'm just saying, like, too, like, I mean, think of somebody like Ben Affleck in that not great Mike Judge movie where he plays, Ooh. like, the lazy slacker. Exactly. And I feel yeah. like uh, he does, I mean, I don't think it's hard. I don't know. It's just weird. This guy is yeah, But seem Ben very Affleck is a named actor. Who was the guy who played Bo? Boca? I, nobody knows because he's, he's, he's a, a nobody. Actor. Is he? Yeah, I, I'm not super him familiar stuff, with him. I I familiar with some other people in this movie, but I was not familiar with him. So I I don't know him. I, I didn't also, expect anything from him. But here's my here's my secret thought: you put him in there because he's a nobody. He's not anybody to make Bernie Mac look good. To make him the charismatic one. He is there to prop Bernie Mac up, and that's I think that's. Again, that's the hype man, and that's why I think that's the character here, and that's why it's it's he's doing what kind of needs to be done, and this goes into our Tom Hardy discussion from earlier, which was not on the air, but Tom Hardy would have fucking overacted and done a fucking scene out of it, and he would have stolen the show from Mister Three Thousand, and and yeah. would have sabotaged it, and so I think you do need somebody to play aloof, play it cut back. I just I'm I'm with you though. He's just not good enough yet like he's not as good as the actors you've named also that's gonna shut <laughs> i also felt uh that angela bassett also really kind of phoned it in here uh yes and no i think angela bassett did a fantastic job but was written very poorly for. I think her character is completely needless in this movie. And only like towards the end of her arc, do they start to do something even vaguely interesting or relating to the themes of like falling out of like a career because of your age and being pushed out of it. Like she is a news journalist who is potentially going to be pushed into publishing behind camera because she's getting aged out of it the same way. Mr. 3000 got aged out of baseball and is trying to make comeback. They do nothing with that. Instead, we have to play this like cutesy backstory that they reference, but never ever do we see. So we just get this weird reference fest. Like passing that, glances at it, like yeah. Oh hey, Nevada. Oh, I can't believe you brought up Nevada. Yeah, and then that's it. yeah. And so I I attribute that to poor writing. But you watch Angela Bassett and like her face acting, like what she's doing, the emotions she's conveying. She's doing great. She has no fucking character here. It is poorly, poorly written when it comes to the romance. And this is, I will give you all day. Like, I think anything with the romance could be taken out. You got an 80 minute movie. And this is, this is much (laughs) better. This is so much better. Even though Angela Bassett's great and kills it. She's needless here. She's needless. Yeah. And it it does extend the runtime. I think. To like, I would have liked to have rather seen focus on him and Angela Bassett 
I would have liked to have seen a lot more of Bernie Mac mm-hmm. interacting with the young dudes on the team. Yeah. And like, so that's where, that's where like, for me, this movie doesn't work because again, maybe it was mismarketed to me, but I took it as like this sports sort of like, uh, you know, we're going to bring you down and then build you back up, but also through the guise and storytelling device of a sports team, which has happened again many times and in a lot of movies that I do like. Mm-hmm. It just seems like all the, the three dudes that he deals with that are on the team are, are all very interchangeable. It's hard to almost tell them apart, I felt, like because they're all similar. They're all a little hot-headed, a little mouthy, and they like to screw around. What? Uh, maybe. Uh, there are, there are some. I right, there's the one guy that uh, came onto the screen. I was like, <clears throat> "Hey, Flea's in this movie." Oh wait, that's not Flea. Um, that guy, he's <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, then you have the Fuk- Fukuda, the Japanese player, who I really who, like, enjoy. Shows up- at the start, and then he's never around again. No, that's not you true. See him in the background, dude. All right, he comes into this movie more than like fucking I don't know Black Panther and Endgame or something, or like you know <laughs> so, uh, another character like that. Like he has a presence. He's there in the beginning. He comes by several times and curses at Bernie Mac poorly. But like they do I, teach I, him I, to I love, curse better. I love that scene. I love that they get to there. I love at the beginning he says like you're an inspiration, but you are also whole of ass or whole in ass. <laughs> uh, and he gets it backwards. But like I think that's like really kind of you know respectful and a sweet little character moment that they don't have to put there. And this is where I really appreciate this movie. And I think these are the things you're not looking at, or I don't think you really care about in these movies, but like, I don't think it is a comedic force. Like some of the other movies you've said, I don't think it's as good or as, as interesting as the replacements is because the replacements does have a better supporting cast. And Keanu Reeves is a, an outstanding main actor too, in the same way Bernie Mac is, but it's just that, that supporting cast. You know, um, but this movie really what it has that I appreciate is its empathy towards all of the characters. I think it treats all of the characters with respect and empathy and it gives them either moments of humanity, moments of character growth. They, they give somebody something so they're not just a basic stereotype. I don't see that here. I like the the manager is like my go to example. I was gonna bring up that fucking dude, because Paul Sorvino. He was stereotype. I yeah. lo- he is that stereotype, but I he think does what they do. In this movie, but stare and look grumpy. It's a great cinematic moment. Is it? Is it's it's. I don't know. I I'm maybe completely at odds with you here, but I think like the buildup of like. You you see them constantly, their tensions, like he comes back, the manager's not happy, you know, and he tries to say something, the manager just fucking walks away, like, it's clear they don't like each other, and like, this kind of builds and builds, he's really trying, and by he I mean, uh, Trace, no, Stan Ross, Stan Ross, uh, Mr. 3000, um, Jesus Christ, where I was going this? Mr. 3000, where he finally, like, he's trying to do better. He 
finally apologizes in like I think a very honest way and like a lot of these movies it'd be like this really cheesy build up where he takes them aside or something but it's it's very true to like I think how men act he he just kind of sits right next to him they don't look at each other they don't really acknowledge each other and he like he's looking down and he kind of like apologizes apologizes kind of he says like you know what I did back then was wrong but I was younger I was younger and he like does that kind of like apology but like not not apology and like he like side glances and then like looks back down and I think that's a very like real kind of moment in a way that a lot of these Hollywood studio movies tend to make a fucking spectacle of it. It's a very small, like, human moment in this kind of broad sports comedy, and I really appreciate those moments. And then the final cathartic thing of him coming out, never ever acknowledging that apology, and just yelling on behalf of him, and then never ever addressing it. That is, again, like, I think that's a very real moment. That is what that well, fucking character would do. And that's why I think that yeah. this movie, it sings for me. I, in a way, like, I, I know it's, it's kind of average in a lot of ways. I think at best it's fine or good. Like, it never mm-hmm. rises to anything great. It has moments of greatness. But it is a movie where the internal logic of these characters, how they should and would act, is so good outside of the Angela Bassett character. It's so good. And I really, I I could, any character you point out, I think I could defend outside of maybe a few of the, the minor characters on the baseball team. But I do think the internal logic really, really works here in a way that it just doesn't feel like we're checking off boxes because this happens in movies. This happens in sports movies because we need to go here because this character needs to have the dramatic speech or we need to get to this arc. I think they really earn everything with their setups and payoffs. Everything I think is immaculately in place. It's just... There's not a lot of style to the movie and nothing to really make it sing. That's it. And I think that's what and holds that's, it back. That's my big part to it. Yeah. I think that is maybe the biggest complaint is that because on a whole, I do like movies in this genre and of this ilk. And I really kind of came in expecting to really kind of dig this because it is uh, uh, like a, a sports comedy dramedy with mm-hmm. Bernie Mac, who I do enjoy. I enjoyed the Bernie Mac show. I think. Oh yeah, he's got some fantastic stand up. I'll go and ahead think, and say it. He's, he's the best of the original kings of comedy. Uh I and his stand up game alone for sure. Yeah. Um, I I will say I for like sure. Cedric the Entertainer as an actor. As he's well. he's now that I mean, if we're going with the ones that are sadly still alive, then yeah, Cedric now for sure. He's I've easily my number two. It. Steve Harvey can fuck off a cliff. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't like Steve Harvey at all. Uh, interesting. I don't have an issue. What's did. your issue with him? Well, number one, like he's very uncanny valley to me. Like when I see his face, it doesn't look <laughs> like a real human being. Like, and especially when he smiles, like he looks like Jim Carrey in the mask, except the mask didn't turn him into a green guy. It turned him into a black guy. Interesting. Interesting. He's got like perfectly white, perfect teeth that just fucking bling and shine when he flashes them. And he's now he's got this bald head and it's just it's creepy. Okay. And he fucking I feel like if I had a paralyzed paralyzing demon 
nightmare thing that looked at me from the bottom of my bed, it would be Steve Harvey. Wow. Dude fucking creeps me out, man. I did not expect that when I was asking you that question. I did not expect you to fucking like Mr. 3000 as much as wait, you wait, wait. did. Real quick, because I will fucking keep defending this movie if I need to, but I want to give it no, to you a little bit. Um, Is there anything here in this movie that you thought maybe just a moment, a scene, anything that was done better than average? I mean, a lot of things, like Bernie Mac is a fucking pretty good actor. He does He's a lot very of things that I really charismatic. Like. He's so good. Um, there's a scene where like him and Angela Bassett are getting real flirty, and she says something to him that turns him off. And like, I love that quick switch because like that that was a very realistic moment to me. Um, I've had that happen. I think kind of probably everybody in the world has. I have to. I'll chime um, in. Yep. So a lot, just a lot of Bernie Mac stuff. Um, I did like that he does make the sacrifice because that is very sports drama. A D. Yeah. And of course at the end it doesn't matter. Um I think that's like the good dodgeball um subversion though. And another thing that subverts the expectation is either he's going to get it at the end or he's not going to get it. And they're able to I, I both make him have the sacrifice and get him the Hall of Fame at the same time. And also Which is that, nice. That was also still like a really weird uh thing just because of the fact that like as soon as he got to 3000 he quit like i feel like somebody oh. as arrogant and egotistical as him would want to blow everyone else away well he and- also said real quickly but it was quick he said y'all you have been gunning for me and you would have had me out last press, season like yeah he's just they, he's fucking up. done with this shit he's done with the press yeah. and like honestly i can get it I can get it. It's just, again. People have breakdown. People things. have yeah. like things where they make not smart decisions. Lest I call out one Britney Spears. I, right? I was going to say, look at my queen. I know. I know, man. It, uh, I so I don't find that like super like, unrealistic. Yeah. I, I just, I don't find that super unrealistic. It's, it's. I did like. Fine. It's got the cool gimmick that also would never happen in real life. They would never fucking let like somebody come back to the team like that. No, no. I highly doubt. Like, I don't see how it's possible. No, you got to be ready to compete. No, but I did really enjoy one the montage training the training montage afterwards, <laughs> and like he. That's how, that's how you know it's a sports movie because it has the training montage. It does, but I like that it's really like him struggling and like being fucking arrogant and then getting humbled a little bit like over and over again, and then he like gets through the training, and then he's still like at best like. A, a semi-decent baseball player now comparatively mm-hmm. like he's still not a game out on the field and yeah, he's still not doing great he i love that thousand home runs it's three thousand hits that's all it has to be mm-hmm. um and it has to be a hit where like he gets on base that's the i don't know shit about baseball so i'd like me neither i thought every time he, he like hit the ball i was like oh he got a fucking hit hooray well and then it's like he would get tagged out and it's like <laughs> Yeah, oh, like, oh yeah, I I have no idea the rules either. I just yeah. I I cheer when they tell me to cheer. Baseball <laughs> is a silly sport, and I do not enjoy it. Um, it's not God, the dude. most confusing, but it's it's the most it boring. 
I don't know. I'd yeah. be hard pressed to decide if I want to want to watch baseball or golf on TV. Like neither. Neither sounds like a good time to me. I mean, I honestly, none of them sound interesting. Them. None of them. You could throw basketball, football, hockey, I was gonna say, NASCAR, boy, any of them in there. You better start getting into football because you got a whole... Actually, oh, are we you still might, doing you that might shit? Luck out. <laughs> you might luck out. There might not be a fucking football season this year. Oh, man. Fingers crossed because I am not ready for that. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Because that's what will make good episodes is the fact that you don't know jack shit and you've done little to no research. That's what's going to make it interesting. It's exactly what it's going to be, man. As long as you can you watch it. a game and talk to us, it'll be fine. I can watch at least one game. I can commit to that. I can commit to that. I mean, All right, dude. All right. Uh, back to go. back to Mr. 3000. All right. All right. Some of the things I think there Here's are the some thing. really good. You've kind of turn me around a little bit on some things. And again, I didn't despise this movie. I didn't hate no, it. No, no. But I I wasn't like overly impressed and when it fucking got to the point, I was ready to be over. I really want you to watch the movie Necessary Roughness. I think you would I really will. enjoy that flick. Here's I uh, think I think I said it in the last episode, but I really really dig sports movies. I don't like sports at all. But like you give me a sports movie and I can I can dig into it if it's well made. Like anything from like real high art any given Sunday down to like real fucking I don't know, major league back to the minors schlocky level, you know? I can do all of that. Out cold, uh the the hockey movies, Slapshot, uh God, there's so many. I can do bend it like Beckham. Fucking a very even close contender. Kicking and screaming, that stupid fucking Will Ferrell movie, like yeah. any sports movie. I love all I can of these, dig. dude. So I fucking love all of these. This one fit Here's right into that niche, and I thought they did some really clever things. And that's really what's different for me is that I wanted it to fit into that niche, and I felt like it didn't. And that's my biggest argument with the movie. So it's kind of awesome that. Well, it, in fairness, we I both... think it does, but it does subvert expectations or it like twists them in a way that is very kind we of know, weird. We know how much I hate that. Well, <laughs> two hundred thought pieces coming soon uh... <laughs> to a fucking <laughs> website near you. Um, um I say I real quick, I love, 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 love this scene. Love it. It is a visual, brilliant scene in this dumb, dumb sports movie starring Bernie Mac, where he is listening to the sports center and like zoning out, and then they start to fill the room around him as the With camera the pans around. Yeah. I thought that was so such a brilliant visual like allegory for like all this stress and shit he's internalizing from the world around him brilliant fucking brilliant like that's a that's such a good little scene well and what i like for real about that is that those were actual sports people what was funny and weird to me too though is that it dated the fuck out of this movie because i used to mm-hmm. watch a lot of the best damn sports show with tom arnold and <laughs> That movie, or that fucking show, hasn't been on the air for, like, a decade. That seems right. Yeah. And, like, if not more. And that was like, oh, shit. I used to really enjoy the best damn sports show. That was a real thing. They had a lot of other, like, 
ESPN people on. I don't mm-hmm. know. I have to assume there was some co-marketing or some oh, yeah. advertisement pay-in going on. Um, but overall, I just wanted this movie to be, or I thought it was going to be something that it wasn't. And I think that was probably why I came away not liking it nearly I, as much. I glanced I glanced through my notes real quick, and there is something else I think that maybe you would have picked up on and then immediately been like, yo, fuck this movie. Uh, the music drops are super obvious and the most overplayed songs you could do. And at some point, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think they play like three Earth, Wind, and Fire songs, and they're they're all the most obvious Earth, Wind, and Song fires, he Earth, Wind, does, and Fire uh, songs you could go with. Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Yep. Like, just comes on and he's like, "Oh, you know this is my jam." It's like, dude, really, Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye, fucking let's get it on. Come on. Yeah, like that's what you use to make fun of that. That's like the trope thing now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. These picks are a little obvious. A thing of its time. Like, are they obvious to us now? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Click is one of these movies that I think is not great. Um, I think I give it credit. Click the Adam Sandler movie. It's of this same Mm -hmm. time. Um, but I give it credit in the same way I will give this Bernie Mac movie credit because it has a lot of little human touches and little moments that work, though it does ultimately rip off. It's a Wonderful Life in a horribly ham-fisted way. But oh, yeah. I think the music drops in that movie are much more interesting. That's the movie that like introduced me into like the Cranberries and Linger and like some of their like B-sides outside of Zombie, because everybody's heard fucking Zombie, but like it didn't get me into the other stuff. And like going into Mr. 3000, it is everything you would fucking expect for the exact same thing scene like when that scene you can like guess what song it's going to be in your head if you've seen any movie like this you can guess the song that's going to play it is what they do here is as as on the nose as when people are running through a jungle area and then ccr starts playing it is yeah or super on like the a nose. helicopter with rise of the valkyries and all that mm-hmm. shit yeah it's it's nothing shocking or it doesn't subvert your expectation. <laughs> and I think this could contribute to your whole feeling of like, uh, and maybe if it did, it was on a subconscious level. I don't remember. Like, oh, I did. I noticed this like, shit. I noticed when this Marvin shit. Day came out. I was like, come on, fucking real. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I want to pitch you on unnecessary roughness. I want to tell you one of the storylines from this movie. Do it. I'm all ears. Tell you that. It's a college football team that's come on some hard times. They're looking for, you know, a really thing to rally around. They need a new kicker. Lo and behold, why there's a girl on the soccer team. It's got a leg like a cannon. And it's a little giant girl (laughs) to a degree, but in a college setting from 1994. And actually it's handled in a pretty fucking really good way and it's her dealing with like dealing with these college football meatheads and i'm into this pretty good fucking movie man i really like necessary roughness i'm into this one talk about it i'm gonna actually write it down so i can remember we're gonna after stoner movie september when we're out of stoner movies when we've gone through all 42 versions of evil bong then we start sports movie september no holy shit there's a lot of those too (laughs) 
Oh. What else could it be? Hold on. I just uh, sports movie September just doesn't have the same like flourish. Same I just, ring? <laughs> I know that's. I'm fine with the idea. Yeah. I just want a better title. But yes, yes to the idea. I'm sorry. The title needs some reworking. But yeah, we could, we could do sports movie November and both rock mustaches. You've seen charity. what happens when I try. It doesn't work out for anybody. Oh, yeah. You've seen me with a mustache. It is not a good time for nobody. That's not it's true. Bad. Your mustache is pretty good. Your mustache is pretty good. It's all, it's all the fat surrounding it that is terrible. <laughs> oh, goddamn. That's rough. What? My fat face? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Stop hating. <laughs> what other notes you got? I'm going through them to make sure I don't have any. I know. I'm trying to vamp and making fun of my fat face while you look through your notes so that the I listeners know. are none the wiser. Well, now it's it's too late. Here's the thing. I think we covered it mostly. Oh, I have a question. I do have a question. Oh. And and this is like a good one that actually doesn't really relate to the movie, but comes from the movie. All right. So Fukuda, right? He's got his uh, English cussing all backwards. Oh, so he says, yeah. hole in ass for asshole, right? Hole in ass is asshole. Mm-hmm. Then what does son of my dick mean? Do you think? What do you think he is trying to say when he says, you are son of my dick? I would only imagine son of a bitch, and he's just interpreted it wrong. That's what I came up with. Top of my head. Son of dick makes me go to sperm. And then sperm makes me think, like, copulate. So maybe it's like, you are a fucker, or you are my fuck, or fuck you, maybe. I don't know. I had, I just, this was like one of my thoughts when watching this movie. I just immediately was like, huh, pause. I wonder what he means by that. Let me go take a break outside and think on, okay. Hmm. I like how you went with the fact that Mr. 3000 starring Bernie Mac had enough time to put into character development for the Japanese (laughs) character to discern that son of Dick means semen, which means copulate, which is a roundabout way to say, fuck you. That's pretty deep for Mr. 3000. All right. Here's something. (laughs) Here's something even Uh deeper. Here's something even deeper. Is is that not the point of art to create discussions? So then, sure. So then, like, this fucking amorphous, weird, not quite structure of a movie is maybe the best art because the, the, the discussion's good as opposed to something whereas it's like we know verbatim like from start to finish exactly what happens with how to feel like these oscar winner movies right like we all know they're good we all know like the ups and downs and exactly how they're gonna go maybe mr 3000 is the true art because what what real discussion is anybody having about green book today right but like mr 3000's being talked about It'll get people talking. I mean, like, what could you say about Green Book? Yeah. Mm. It's not Green Mile. (laughs) But I'm done. Know what I'm saying? You know, it's a... Or Green Room, for that matter. I love Green Room. Who doesn't? What a weird reinterpretation of Green Acres, though. I was expecting the talking animals, and all I got were Nazis. It's fucking weird. Patrick Stewart is the king Nazi. 
He was a good Nazi. Patrick Stewart, man, what an actor, right? Right. It's like he's trained in Shakespearean theater or some shit. Fucking weird. Uh, Mr. 3000, man. I don't know what else to fucking say about it. It's not... I don't... I'm trying to decide if I've seen a worse sports movie. But again, it's not that... I'll say it. Major leagues, major leagues, movie. and the sequels. I don't. I don't appreciate. I don't really care for them. I like the wild first thing one, and can I like get major the league two. f out. I like the first two. Um, yeah, a lot of people do. I'm in the minority on this one. Pride. I like Pride less. I mean, there's some Pride. like. It's about like the uh, some sports uh, swimming team in like the 1980s or 70s. I think also coincidentally starring bernie mac and terrence howard (laughs) um but i think that's a much weaker movie that is way too serious and somber and does nothing interesting at all it is it is your by the numbers like we're gonna manipulate the feels and tell you exactly what to feel at the exact same moment you need to feel it i was not digging it have you ever seen the movie swim fan yes i have um (laughs) I dig it. That movie sucks. I mean, if we're just talking about like swimming pool movies, <laughs> it follows has a swimming pool in it, a great swimming pool yeah, scene. It does. It That's follows a good fucking one. awesome. Uh the faculty has a great swimming pool scene what in about, it. Would you count hot tub time machine? That counts. It's a pool. It's a, just a tiny pool. It's it's a tiny it's pool. It's a tiny pool. <laughs> <laughs> if we have tiny houses, that's a tiny pool. Man, this is crazy. That so you like swim fan? Because I'm that is like one of those movies. I will that, like, say I enjoyed I it at watch. the time. And I think it's for I the same in- reason as you did, which is for like the this is not good. Like like how I enjoyed okay. Troll. I watched it in theaters because a girl I was dating at the time really wanted to see it. And I remember walking out of the theater like that movie was fucking awful. But like I've watched it a lot afterwards and I fucking hate that movie. But I like to watch it because of how much I hate it. I do not have that attachment to it. That's for sure. I yeah. have not seen it since, what, 96, 97, whenever it was no, out. No, that was 2002. Was that in the 2000s? It's, it's that That's late? Funny. Damn. That's funny. I'm going to look it up now. Who because was, if I'm right. Who is the girl in Swim Fan? Who is there? There was the, who was the stalker. It was the blonde lady. Oh, my God. 2002, Ryan. Two thousand fucking two. You called it exactly. Oh my god, that's amazing! Holy shit, it has three and a half stars. No, two and a half. Is this IMDb? Yeah, uh, Erica Christensen oh, is the lead female. That's right. And Jesse Bradford is our lead male. He didn't go on to do anything else either. He didn't bring it on. Did he? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he was the boyfriend in Bring It On. Uh, here's something. I've not seen Bring It On. <gasps> Ryan. How, dude? You would fucking love Bring I It On. I probably would. I probably would. You would absolutely, like... No, dude, I know I, I would. I don't care. That's an episode now, because you're going to cool. fucking watch it, because I'm pretty... I've psyched you, psych, and I know what you fucking like, and you, I swear to God, <laughs> you will love Bring It On so hard. I think I will. I'm going to like it. I'm pretty sure. Here's the thing. Laura's going to hate it and it's going to be a nightmare to fucking watch with Here's her. Here's the thing. 
I don't think Laura will hate it because here's why. I saw Bring It On when I was in high school. It yes. was at the movie theater that I worked at. I took a friend there that like me and this dude were super into fucking Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson. We hated everything. Yeah, we were yeah. nihilistic fucking loser teenagers. We went to Bring It On to make fun of it. We had the best fucking time. I fucking loved that movie. Yeah. And I wanted to hate it. All right, I'm in. I'm in only because. All right, so for your psych profile, you're correct. Uh, from what I've heard of the movie, it seems like it's right in line with um, Whip It and Stick It. If uh, if you're familiar with either of those two, one's Ellen Page Roller the Derby. Gymnastic movie. Stick It's yeah. the gymnastic movie with what, Missy Peregrine or something. Sucks. I like Stick, Stick It, it a lot. <laughs> you will fucking love Bring It On. I hate right. Stick It. Really? Because it's such a shitty bring it on clone. See, and that's what I've heard. I've heard those were the insults, but having not seen Bring It On, I saw Sick and I was like, Bring it on. Yeah, I, I enjoy it this. On. It's not high bring art, it but it's fun. No, but it's bring it and it's on. It's got a great soundtrack. Sorry. What does Bring It On? Stick it. Or I don't I don't re- I've not seen Bring It On. I don't know. Stick it was terrible. Is that where like she's like on the BMX at the start of the movie? Fuck yeah. And, like she like Oh my god, that movie's so awful. That that movie oh, is like, a guilty pleasure fun watch. Gym- that that is what I thought Mr. 3000 was going to be. The bad girl that like goes and then she makes the friends and no. then they redeem her. It was then, much so more like realistic sort of and human oh. humanitarian. It was great. Sick it is it on, Sick it is tropey and whatever. It's the style oh, in that so movie. Tropey. I love the editing, the music, and the style of that movie. That's it. Story-wise, character-wise, it's blah. I'm not even... I'm not overhyping how much you're going to fucking love Bring It On. I promise you. I'm sure I will, dude. It's bubblegummy. It's poppy. It's serious. But it's also self-aware to know what it is and to reference that in awesome meta ways. Oh, my God, Ryan. Bring It On is like... It's such a fucking good movie. Done. It's what people claim Legally Blonde is, but Legally Blonde isn't. Legally Blonde is cheap farce. Good. I'm on. glad you said that because I'm not a fan of Legally Blonde. I fucking hate it. I, I don't I hate it. I wanted to watch it. Legally Blonde. I don't hate it. I just think it's way overhyped. I think yes, it's a perfect absolutely. like middle of the line movie right down the road. Does not do anything offensive, but doesn't do anything particularly like amazing either. Ryan. Yo. Do you think, what's the over-under on us making another 200 episodes? Getting to 400? Well, uh, over-under, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what I number do you want me to I give you here? It's just a gambling thing. <laughs> I, do you think we will or won't make 200? I guess the over-under. So will have- we make another 200? Will we get to episode 400? And when did we start this? It was how many years ago? Is this like now three years ago? I think 2017. Is this? Wait, no, dude, no, because was it 2016? We just missed Louisville this year, right? And that would have been our fourth yeah. Louisville, and we were a podcast yeah. before that, so we're easily four years in this. So, do okay. we have another four years in us, essentially? And I, I mean, that's what 2024. No, because the world will be dead by then because of the pandemic, (laughs) because freedom. 
Hey, this is like that episode of uh, War of the Worlds. Oh my God, there's a virus loose in your city right now. It's it's coming for you, but you can't see it. But it's out there now. I'm I am Orson Welles in this scenario. Wait, listen wait. up, folks. What are you insinuating so, that the pandemic is a hoax, Kyle? I am insinuating that you haven't seen Orson Welles claim he didn't write it yet, have you? Yeah, I'm just Orson Welles hoax pandemic. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Orson, it's all—it's all a radio play dramatization that the whole world fell for because they're sheep. You're joking, but I know it is so hard in the world where people really believe this shit. I know, or that God forbid. This 5G shit and then like the <laughs> pandemic stuff about like, oh, it's all the government because they're making a vaccine to then microchip you like, oh, no, oh, no. And uh, now all, all you I'm guys saying, are doing are giving the anti-vaxxers a voice. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you 5G doing? If 5G made your dick bigger, nobody would be complaining. What if it made your dick five times faster? <laughs> <laughs> At what? Like everything? Like could I pee five times faster? Like it just yes, shoots <laughs> everything five times. You come five times faster. You, you pee get five times, five times fa- faster. I yeah, I feel like we're getting into the the deep woods here in this shit. But yeah, uh-huh. everything five times faster. Do you take that deal? I mean, I mean, what's the how, point? Like, also, I right, really also hope like, I'm loud and sorry. <laughs> How much of an increase really is 5%? Like, is it a baseline 5% like compared to a national average? Or is it 5% compared to you and me? Because 5% for Mm. me might be a completely different ratio than for you. That's true. That's true. So if we are at 5% more than the national average, I would actually slow down in coming. So that would be... (laughs) disappointing <laughs> i would still get erect just as hard which is never i got problems with my dick people i blame booze and a crippling pill addiction <laughs> why why am i making fun of people with fucking actual issues what a piece of shit i am i don't oh. think we're hitting 400 <laughs> This is it. This is it. This is our final episode, everybody. We're going to get sued. Libel is a thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. At some point in this movie, Bernie Mac was called the Wizard of Wood. And I feel like we (laughs) fucked up. Multiple times. (laughs) And our podcast should have been called the Wizards of Wood. And we doomed ourselves. Now I don't think we'll get to 400. We could have been if, like, we were all about a show where, like, it was like Dr. Drew and uh, Adam Carolla, the Wizards of Wood. It would primarily be dudes calling in about, like, erectile dysfunction problems, I guess. But 
I I would be okay with this. I would feel oddly like I'd get like that little superior chill in you that you like you do when you get like a first class ticket or something. You're like, oh, I'm better than sure. you. Or like getting to hear other peasants. people's dick problems. You're just like, oh, yeah. I got power. Oh, <laughs> like you I don't like say this. it. You professional. You're like. Oh yeah, okay, uh huh. And when do you think these problems? But inside, internally, like, dude, your fucking dick doesn't work, you little. But fucking nobody ever bitch. talks about that. But that's that's one hundred percent what that therapist does. That dick therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. That mm-hmm. guy, he's the most judgy fucking dude ever. Oh yeah, yeah. I want a Seinfeld show about that guy. That's why he writes in his journal <laughs> because you couldn't can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, but he's got to write like, "What a fucking weirdo, dude." <laughs> Man, I should be it. I should have been a therapist. He said he gets off on therapist. mediocre Bernie Mac movies about baseball <laughs> or something. So weird. He's only got three. He's only got two of them. <laughs> yeah, Mister Three Thousand. Yeah, and Life. <laughs> two, two mediocre Bernie Mac movies. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would say Ocean's Twelve, though. I really love Ocean's Twelve. But his, would you consider Bernie Mac a defining character? I mean, my mind Ocean's always franchise. goes to him, Don Cheadle, and then Matt Damon and The Nose when I think of Ocean's movies now. I guess. I think of George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Oh, and Topher. Topher Grace, because they always made a deal about saying oh, Topher. Yeah. And it's like, and just, also, just say Christopher. Like, what, what does this kid think he is? Just going by Topher. Like, just Chris Topher. What about when, uh, fucking Big Mouth, what's her fucking name? Julia Roberts. Yeah. What about when she has to pretend to be Julia Roberts in a universe where Julia Roberts <sighs> exists? All right. Yeah. That's Ocean's 12. I love that shit. I think that's great, and I loved it. Everybody else seems to hate it. Are you in the hating train? I'm not. It's just so fourth wall breaking that it immediately takes me out of the movie. I like. Oh, me too. But it was so smart, and it was like it is. It is self indulgent, but like it's fucking fun, and it's a fucking sequel to an Ocean's Eleven movie. When else are you gonna have fun? But in a sequel to an Ocean's Eleven movie that shouldn't have been made in the first place. Like, be self-indulgent. Have those fun moments. And they do. Catherine Zeta-Jones? Killer in Ocean's Twelve. Yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones, she dips beneath lasers. Dude, alright, hey, you're a Joe Blow fan, right? Did you see the what the fuck happened to Catherine Zeta-Jones? I haven't watched it yet. It's been in my mentions. It's um, really I, good, and it makes me want to go back in. I've never seen the Zorro movies, and it makes me want to go back and see oh, them with really? her. Yeah, never They're saw them. Really fucking good, man. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I was going to ask you if you've ever seen the movie Bandits. Yeah, I dig the Bandits. Movie? I dig Bandits quite I a bit. Too, Kate Blanchett, bro. Billy Bob, and Bruce. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a fucking good movie, dude. Yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. I thought it was Julia. That's why I went there. Julia is in the. Boxing movie with Woody Harrelson and what the fuck is that? Play it to the bone. Play it to the bone. Julia Julia Roberts is in that? I'm almost positive. I'm fucking. I'm not sure about that one, but I also never saw that movie. I'm only familiar with it by the poster and DVD box oh, art. No, it is 
Oh, it's Lolita Davidovich. That is way, <laughs> way off. I don't even know She's got red hair. Lolita Davidovich. You would if you saw her face. Okay. I would be like, oh, that's a Davidovich. That's Lolita Davidovich. <laughs> Davidovich. I can't do that one fast yet. Lolita Davidovich. Ah, fuck, man. I am. Damn, we're rambly. I don't want to stop talking. It's 200 episodes. I love That's it. Well, here's the thing. Also, like, fuck it. We can do whatever we want. This is our podcast. We made it 200. And if we're going to make it 200 more, it's only because we're going to do what we enjoy and what we like. Because if we're doing this for the man, I'm fucking quit. The man. The man. Adam the man. I'd record 200 episodes and I'd record 200 more. Just to be the podcast who recorded 200 episodes who get <laughs> into your feed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, that's a free one, listeners. Here's the You're thing. Welcome. That's dated us. And now all of the Gen Zers, they don't know what the fuck that is. They they didn't see Benny and June. They don't know that shit. They don't know proclaimers. <laughs> they didn't see Benny and June. <laughs> no was, shit. Was, At the video store I, when I was manager, I played that song. It was like on my playlist of like my old people jams, I guess. And it came up. And the only way the, the, the kids that I worked with in that store knew it was from Benny and June. And I'm just like, well, I mean, it's also like, you know, fucking a song that was like a I, huge how, hit How have else. more than four people in one location seen the movie Benny and June is what I want to know. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp has a strong <sighs> sway on women. Or before at least the Amber Heard stuff he did. But like, absolutely, like hey, 10 years ago. It's apparently not, not that way. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with this. It's an interesting counterclaim, which will be something. That said, dude, uh, that Winona said, and somebody else too came out to his defense recently, and that's fine. That? Like, I think he should be defended. That said, please, people, do not forget: if he is innocent, that doesn't mean he deserves to keep doing Jack Sparrow. He's also like really tired and played out some of this shit. And we can we can do better and expect better from Johnny Depp too. Yeah, we've seen better. His career has like been secret garbage for like, dude. Are you fucking? Is that sarcastic? No, I love Secret Window. Oh, dude, I hate Secret Window. Really? I I love it. Here's the thing. I hate it. <laughs> I love it the same reason Laura does. That's a Stephen King short story, and it's one of the pretty good adaptations. Dude, you don't think you so? and I have so so very different. Um, uh, just a differing opinion, I guess, on Stephen King adaptations because, like, I'm the guy who really loves like The Mist and 1408, and like these. I love The Mist. 1408, the Mist. you do not though, 1408 right? 1408, I don't like. I um, d- I, d- I do. I know you do. And I'll tell you that one. I think I don't even have to rewatch it again. It's the same thing as in this movie, the one we just talked about. It's all like the small little internal logic character decisions i think it's such a smart 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 movie do you like Dreamcatcher? no no See, not like even Catcher. not even for for bit. like ironic fun and here's the thing i am fully aware i'm in the very small minority there because nobody likes Dreamcatcher. everybody hates that fucking movie i know I some like people it, enjoy it like in that batman and robin-esque way 
I, I definitely know people who are like, that's a fun like movie to fact. watch to like drink, get real fucked up and watch. And I'm like, yeah, I still would not prefer that. But like, I know people who do. I like, I like that one. What about uh, Cujo? You like Cujo? Um, I do like Cujo. I like Cujo. I like Cujo a lot. Cujo's I, really good. The original Pet Cemetery. Love it. I love yep. the original Pet Cemetery. I was I my Great I will movie. say I think this is we did like a top Stephen King like movies thing for Facebook I think for an infographic but like my top Stephen King movie is nobody else's top Stephen King movie which is Carrie which is like the most I think human and small little character movie like there is I love Carrie that was one of those movies I watched with my mom a whole lot when I was a kid growing up so yes. Firestarter and Carrie uh-huh. both those movies I watched a whole fucking lot. Yeah, the, uh, the scene from Carrie of them throwing tampons at her, telling her the to plug opening it up, scene. Is, Jesus, that shit's burned in the head, dude. Plug it up, plug it up. Fuck, Fuck yeah, that shit, dude. Yeah, Being a high school girl in the seventies sounds terrible. Yup, yup. So. Especially in Stephen Kingland, where he really ramps up like the bullying. Like bullies mm-hmm. are the fucking worst in Stephen King's universe. <laughs> Here's the good thing, though: they almost always get what's coming to them. So that is true, but usually <laughs> it's never like happy because like some good ones die too. Never oh, yeah, ever is it clean. You always get like the casualties oh, no. who don't deserve it. There's like always, in Carrie, like that messy. teacher. Oh my god, that teacher yeah. who's trying to help her the whole time, she gets it. And like I hate it, but I like I love that in the movie that it goes there. It's just like, nope, everything. It's just a fucking whole wash. Like doesn't matter if you did good or bad like this is just what happened and it's just that's that's it's like almost a force of nature like that's the metaphor a woman coming into her motherhood is a force of nature oh my god it's like crazy it means more than one thing right right but this is yeah did you ever see good shit did you ever see the rage carry too uh I think so, and it wasn't, it was not, uh, God, Rose McGowan, it's like the cheap imitation. It, I don't even know the actress's name, but I did see it. I like it. I really do. I saw it in theaters, Jonathan and I thought Taylor it was Thomas. fine. It's, it's the older it's one. It's got the older brother, the yeah. Zachary? I guess. Zach- Zachary Tyler Morris? Well, I have name? no idea. I have no idea. I don't either. He's got this shitty skullet, like, oh, it's such a fucking terrible haircut. He had it for so long. What a douche. I'm glad he's not an actor anymore, you fucking knob. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like him in Rage Carry, too, because he dies. I I was really into those late 90s, early 2000s edgy alt sequels, because I also really liked Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. That is an interesting stance, because I don't think a lot of people do... No, no, they don't, but I do. <laughs> I've not seen I it. I was also really into Blair Witch around that time, mm-hmm. and like that just fed into that, and I, I fucking loved it. It was great. Well, that makes sense. That makes and sense. What were we on? Rage. Stephen King stories. Um, there's some I don't like. I did not like the fucking Dark Tower movie. I didn't see it because I heard bad things, and I knew what they tried to, to do. It's my favorite Stephen King stories of all time, and I knew I was going to hate it, and it was worse than what I even went in expecting. It was so bad, dude. 
It is the everything you said is exactly what happened on Laura's end, except we didn't go see it for yeah. that reason because it is her favorite good. book. She did not want to taint it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not hearing good things, so let's just not tell her to heed my words, child. Stay mm-hmm. safe. We I am watching. I am very, very, very hopeful for this stand that they're coming back with. They're going to do the stand as a CBS all access series, which is going to make me seriously consider paying at least a month to binge it. But I am, I love the stand as a story. I think it's great, Mm -hmm. great story. I did not like, uh, trying to think of what other added. I I didn't, I, I really enjoyed the mist. Uh, I thought the mist was one of the best. I love Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. I love green mile. Agreed. I love anything Frank Darabont gets his fucking hands on. Agreed. So. Agreed. I loved the raft in the uh, Creep Show too, which yes! is the Stephen King. Fucking yes, dude! That movie fucked me up as a kid. Like that one specifically, and I didn't even the- know it was a Stephen King short story. But like that one is the one that stuck with me. That mm-hmm. gave me nightmares. None of the rest of them, but the fucking yep. raft, dude. Yep, it's watching that the at my aunt's blob in the water. It's fucking horrifying. And then like, I the 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 adaptation does well with it, but like the book and and the description of people being sucked through like the slits so, of yeah. the boards is like, oh my fucking god! It's and they have to like sit there and watch crawl. it for a lot longer. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's I love just, the- I beat you. <laughs> you didn't beat it, kid. You didn't beat it. <laughs> Celebrate it too soon. There's some good stuff. I wouldn't mind a Stephen King month, to be honest, where we go through all of them, because I think even his bad movies would be entertaining. Like, Maximum Velocity is, like, horrible maximum garbage. Overdrive. But like f- That's it. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. But fine. You know why that movie's horrible garbage? Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even remember directing it. He doesn't remember directing that. He doesn't remember writing Cujo, like, at all. He has no memory of writing it or submitting it. He knows that it's there, and he did it, but, like, he does not remember it. So, Maximum Overdrive was, like, the same thing. I think I've got something here. I have nothing. This is stupid, and it can be cut totally. But I think drug use heavily helps artists <laughs> Dude, i really do the, and it's not it's probably intro, kosher to say but i really like do think i it does open your third mind so to speak and i i do like any artist who does drugs and like has a, i think taps into like some more real shit paraphrasing the intro from the tool song where they talk about prying open my third eye that is a bill hicks comedy routine he's like hey if you got a problem with drugs, I want you to go home and pick up all those records and all those albums from all those artists that you love and throw them away. <laughs> you know all those people you love and all that music you love to listen to? All those people that made it? Real fucking high on drugs. <laughs> I agree with that. And then they go into the that. song about prying open. It's true. Yeah. Drugs make the art better. It can cripple the art. Yes. But they can also elevate it to a fucking level that you might not have been able to get to total hard agree i well i i I mean if you want to break it down so it's maybe not as scandalous as like do drugs become artists uh i think drugs can take away the ego it can take away your your sense of worry or like hesitation so then you can like 
think openly about what you want to put onto the canvas or what you want to put into that musical track or onto celluloid or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, I, I do think it can like release your inhibitions, so to speak, and let you not overthink it and chill out. Like, I think there are potentially, <laughs> I think artistic benefits to how it. Much- you're just quoting the fucking tool song because you're like overthinking, overanalyzing, separate the body from the mind. I I swear I'm not I'm not super familiar with this tool song, but yeah, I know. Apparently, well, we yeah, you agree. Gotta be now. You gotta be now, man. You what's, gotta fucking. What's the name of the song? I'm gonna write this down in addition uh, to, to necessary look, roughness. I can't think. Uh, I'll look. Ah, fuck it. I'll look it up now. Fuck it. This is the 200th episode, motherfuckers. We have two hours yeah. of Mister 3000. I only, I only know. I think it's song like nine. I only know the track numbers. <laughs> That's I, dude. I've got my albums where it's that way too. It's like I know where on the album they are. I don't remember the name yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it's Third Eye is the name of the song. Like I told you, it's dope, fucking dope. awesome. It's from uh, the Anima album. Cool. I'll give that a listen. Yeah, the whole intro is it's it's Bill Hicks comedy bits. Are you familiar with Bill Hicks? Um, mostly, honestly, in reference from other comedians. I've heard other mm-hmm. comedians. I've heard a few sound bits, but I've never heard any of his actual stand-ups or like anything more than like a, a second. Thinker, man, really, very angry, very angry man too. That's what um, I've heard. Somewhat misguided on a lot of things too, but man, he had some fucking. Some opinions that resonate today. And uh yeah, Bill Hicks. Taken too soon, man. Hmm. He he died early. Yeah, he had cancer. He died like in his late twenties. Oh no shit. 20s, I think. Yeah, he, he went way too young. What uh when did he die? What uh around late what year? Late eighties, early nineties. Okay, so the it's wow, so shit. Ninety four, like- ninety four was when he died. So he was born like the 70s then. Yep, 78. He was 32. Damn. So we're already older than Bill Hicks was. Bill Just Hicks barely. had some fucking... He's very nihilistic. You dig Bill Hicks, man. You should find some shit. Write it down in the book. I do. Bill I, Hicks stand-up. <laughs> here's the thing. I I do like my nihilism. And this is where I think you and I, uh, I think maybe differ, but like I need a goddamn break from nihilism too. Otherwise, sure. I get too Here's down. He he's he's much different from a Mark Marin nihilistic. Like okay. Bill Hicks is still he'll present it in a fun, it's more Carlin esque. Um, okay, uh, that's it, a good it's sell. Satirized to a degree, yeah. That's a very good sell because Carlin, I but I can't really get burnt out on very. Him and Marin were good buddies back in the day, Bill Hicks, and I'm pretty sure they hung out. That makes sense. All right, cool, cool. I mean, that's a huge sell for me. If Mark Marin has, like, his stamp of approval on it, like, cool. And Tool, man. Like I said, he's the intro to that fucking Tool song. It's pretty awesome. That's when I first, I mean, started get. that's when I first got exposed to Bill Hicks. And you look into it more from there, but. Nice, nice, very nice. Where the fuck were we? We. <clears throat> oh, where were drugs. we? And drugs. Stephen King cocaine out of the Ah, uh, yes. Well. I got nothing else to say about Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Hits and misses. But I think 
he stopped his drug usage, got sober, right? And that's when the controversial years began, where agenda and ego came back into it. And I'm not even saying it's like it's good or bad, but like it's it's the controversial years. Like there are people I know who after he kind of sobered up and he started getting a little bit more active, so to speak, we're just done with him. And I don't know. I don't know if that correlates uh, to the drug usage or not, but it's just it's an interesting thought I I had. I think it's more like any profound creator uh at some point they're still going to put out things that you don't like we've talked about directors that have movies that aren't good that we don't enjoy bands that have records or songs that you don't like i think the same is obviously applied in this situation too like not everything that they make you're gonna fucking love but uh to a degree like i like a majority of stephen king's works Mm-hmm. And I like the way that he ebbs and flows, but there's a lot of his stuff that I can't even stand to read again. Like, what are some of Claiborne. those? Oh, oh, that one I don't like. Dolores Claiborne. Um, I enjoyed Gerald's the game, movie. I really don't get into <gasps> that much. Oh, I enjoyed both of those movies. I've not read the, the books. The movies are okay. Okay, but the books, yeah, they're kind of uh, they get a little long. They okay. could have been better short stories. I feel, but. Uh, there's just shit like that. Some I am very really surprised work. Gerald's game wasn't a short story based off of the movie. It seems like yeah. it should have been. There was like a full, uh, full, full big novel. What else does he have? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it was its own novel. It was still pretty short, I think. But hmm. uh, I mean, it was pretty average. He's got this other one called Lysy's Story, which I also didn't like. Um, it's not bad, but. yeah. Okay. And then, I don't know. I'm getting deep into these beers. I like this. I really, 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 really like the idea of Cell. I never saw the John Cusack straight-to-DVD movie. I didn't either. But, but I didn't uh, read the book or listen to the audiobook? Yes, the audiobook. It's really fucking good. I'm really very interested good. in that. I think it would make a great movie. But sadly, that's not what we got. But like, I I enjoy that one, and that's a more recent one. That's probably like the most recent I, one I'm familiar with that I enjoy. Oh, of his of his stories. Yeah, yeah, of his oh. books specifically. Yeah, not like um movie adaptations that have come out. Uh, I've read. I've got his newest book. I haven't started it yet. Um, so you still keep up with actually- him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, uh, again, me and my mom are big into it, similar to Laura and her mom, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mary, that's what I was saying. Mary does not follow anymore because of his political stances, and she's yeah. just fucking oh. done with King. Oh, that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. So, mom, like, Laura now doesn't a, have the incentive yeah. to follow as much because that connection is now done, so to speak. Oh, well. My mom still loves him, and we still try to get uh, a hard cover copy of every book nice yeah and some of her like older ones that she used to have like first editions and stuff like she loaned out to people and they've never returned them and so i'm i keep an eye Uh. out too for those things like i like to go to i haven't because of the fucking captain trips quarantine we're on (laughs) you get that reference right captain trips i do not get the captain trips reference it's one of the uh the slang terms for the the virus in the stand. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I call him Captain Trips. I thought you would surely get that. It's been so long. It's been so long. Uh Everything I have on the stand is nostalgia from like probably 15 years ago at this point, like college times. I'm an old man now. It's been forever. (laughs) Anyway, since our own quarantine of a (laughs) national pandemic, uh, I haven't got to go to a bookstore, but I used to like to go to like old bookstores and just kind of browse and see Mm -hmm. if I could find older Stephen Kings to refill her collection. That's kind of my thing I do in my free time. I always enjoy that, too. There's something nice about going through and trying to find, like, old books. And, like, I I enjoy browsing at a thrift store more. Like, I enjoy, like, kind of going through and seeing uh, when it comes to books. But I will always buy a, a brand new book because I'm really? an OCD wiener. I'm so bad. Oh. And then I read my book very, very carefully with it barely <laughs> opened as to not decrease. I'm very bad and I know I'm bad, but I do. I oh, love okay. the experience of like being in the thrift shops and like looking at the books and like going through them and, and, and seeing the usage seeing like, I love going into the ones that have like writing and shit in them. That's yeah. the best when you can find that. Because it's like a little piece of someone's history. I know what you mean. Yeah. I do the same. I like that shit, too. I like. I just like old bookstores, too. And I totally buy old books all the time. And I absolutely judge books by their cover constantly. Do you mean but like... Uh, fucking butt. Really? So, like, if they're, they're yeah. really good designs, they've got your interest. If, if they catch me enough to make me read the back jacket, I mean, they've already gotten over the first hurdle of like hey this book looks like something i should pick it up there's a fucking dragon on the front whatever you know it's at least going to get me over the first hump of reading it instead because you know if you go to a used bookstore it's just books and books and they're stacked haphazardly there's no rhyme or reason to really how anything is organized if it as at all like you know things are just and you'll have like (laughs) rows of books vertically and then you have like books sideways on top of those like filling up every available crevice like mm-hmm. there's so much to look at you kind of have to judge by the cover to see it's true i was i was Judging like i'm talking myself means, like yeah. graphic graphic design like that is the reason yeah. people pay for graphic designers is to make people look at their books so yeah like that makes sense exactly but i think more important than that it's the title you've got to have an interesting yeah. title well, and I think that I'm including that in part of like judging by the cover because okay. you're looking at because the title should also like be grabbing your yeah. attention, right? Yeah, that's and true. It should it's that it is should true. be on the cover, you would hope. So yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. You gotta judge by the cover. You're not wrong. You gotta do the cooking by the books. I used to rent DVDs that way when I was at the video store, right. and that always led me astray. You would quickly learn that people would spend money in the the advertising, not on oh, yes. the movies. So you'd get yep. really good looking boxes and art and like the story sounds good. And you get home and you're like, oh, my God, this is a step up from trauma. What the fuck did I rent? God damn it. All right, I love those. <laughs> like whenever like somebody that got huge had done like some shitty movie back in the day, they would always re-release it 
Like, even if they were only in the movie for, like, five minutes, and they are plastered all over that fucking front cover, man. They're fucking huge, and then everybody else is very tiny, if even on there, and they're actually the main characters. (laughs) Gas Station Runaways with Jesse Eisenberg. And literally, it's, like, him at the very start for, like, two minutes, like, pumping gas, like, okay, guys, we'll have a good night. I you literally know? in my head went to Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah specifically. I remember those sure. two getting it really bad and also Ben Stiller and Jack Black. I know those yeah. also yeah. like had like a few come up and it's just like nobody's heard of this. This has been on the shelf for five years and Dodgeball came out. So now we have Envy, the movie about the poo vacuum. Okay. I get it. I can or, see right through this. <laughs> it works, man. People do it all the time. Or like the shitty horror movie that spends all their marketing money on making the cool poster. You know, you see them a hundred thousand times. Well, that's another thing. All right. So here there there used to be a set of people. It used to be maybe even the majority of people would go to the movie theaters and they would not know what they were going to watch. They would go there and they would look at either the marquees or the movie posters and decide right there on the spot. Like, this is what we're going to watch. Do those people exist nowadays? Like I had this discussion and I'm like, I don't think those people exist anymore. I think, I think nowadays people are probably inundated with so many Facebook and YouTube ads, like they're pretty well aware of like the movies and what they're going to be about more than just like showing up at a theater and being like, oh, best man holidays playing. I'm going to watch that. And you'd hope to like, so that's kind of the thing. I feel like when I watched more trailers, which I always did, even as a kid, because like I loved trailers, I loved getting hyped for movies. After you watch so many, like, you can tell sort of what's going to be a good movie to a bad movie based on the trailer. Like, you know a shitty movie based on the trailer. Similarly, like, Mm -hmm. any movie that leads with produced by, you know that movie is a fucking turd. You know it's garbage. Produced by Guillermo del Toro. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. You have the yes. the the rare exceptions, but mostly yes. There's always an exception to the rule, but mm-hmm. generally that's that's something to look out for with that movie. Like, be wary, mm-hmm. this could be bad. Uh, yep. There's something coming out just recently that I saw the movie subreddit all super hyped for. Uh, and then like because on the poster it's produced by Martin Scorsese, and that's the first thing oh. I said. I was like, "Wait, no, produced by is usually if that's what they're leading anything with, that's usually the first sign. Maybe it's not that great." So mm-hmm. they had to go to Martin Scorsese to get that producer credit yeah. in order to make the shit pile look appealing to the masses, and so they could put his name on the poster because nobody gives a shit about any other part of it. Mm-hmm. Or it was so a personal friend, in which case it means nothing anyway, because it's just a friend saying, hey, this is my friend's movie, like Quentin Tarantino often does. Yep. Yeah. Produced by. I they agree. They a lot. They, it's sneaky bullshit, man. Hey. Sneaky bullshit. Speaking of produced by, I saw a movie this weekend produced by the Russo brothers uh, and written by man. one of them. That extraction movie. Did I'm you see so it? I'm glad. I haven't watched it yet, but I do want to watch Extraction. 
But I love that you brought that up because I am reworking through community and God fucking damn it, Ryan. They're so good, right? What they do, they I did the paintball so episodes. They, they like, do so much, dude. Do they? Like a majority of it, the at least this first season, is a Russo Harmon production. Like they are fucking involved, dude. No kidding. That would make sense. Yes. They're they're deep ties to the community people and why they and keep bringing them they're in. They're writing a lot of them. I'm seeing them directing a lot of these early episodes. Like they are fucking in there. Dude, I cannot wait to go back to it. It's one that like I'm waiting for like my busy day at work to put on and just be like, this is this is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna sit here for eight hours while I work and we're gonna watch community. <laughs> It's, I'm working, like I said, I'm working through it. I love it. It's one of the rare shows where, like, even the first season is fucking banger. They know, like, it's they rough, know what they're doing. And they, to a degree, like, some of the characters do evolve to be mm-hmm. better. Like, Troy, especially. Troy starts out so much differently. Mm-hmm. But when he evolves, it feels so natural mm-hmm. because of, like, they've sort of set up this other character for him. And, ah, God damn it, dude. Community. I agree. 10 out of 10. Love this. I completely agree. It's one where I think as they go, like Parks and Rec, uh, The Office, I, I think are like the go-to examples where their first season is really rough. They're trying to find like what their voice actually is and, mm-hmm. and what they're doing. I think community knows what it is right away. It's just, it's not brave enough to do the really weird shit they get into later. And that's it. Like, yeah. it knows what it is, but it just gets weirder because it gets bolder as it goes. And I and love I the weird part of that stuff. Too is like establishing those characters and the actors kind of figuring out where they're at. Cause that's, again, any first season is like the actor learning and finding that character too. And mm-hmm. that's, if they start to work, it's because they found who they're supposed to be. And like, you you see it so much earlier though in community like oh uh, yeah uh fucking jeff winger gets jeff winger real early on and it's crazy to me how that character doesn't get boring mm-hmm. cuz they again they do have some weird shit for him later on but mhm ah, i agree buddy i completely agree dude i want to say if every episode can almost naturally go to 2 hours without breaking a sweat I gladly do 200 more episodes with you, my friend. Hey, that's nice. That's nice to say. Right. I don't think we have like maybe 20 more on us, but hey, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get through Stoner Movie September this year and at least a couple more. I've got so many Stoner Movies I want to talk about. Do you? I feel like we're getting into the the bottom rung. I, I feel mean, like this is going to be the Silent year Bob that... Strike Back. Oh, I hate it. I've got Strange Wait, Wilderness. Is that the first one? Yeah, the first one. Oh, okay. Never mind. We're good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We haven't talked about that. Okay, we're good. We're good. Uh, we still have at least a few. <laughs> uh, we've still got so many. Strange Here. Wilderness. I know this is like one of Sean's favorites, and like I've heard him talk about it many times. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't remember that movie. I just pulled up a trailer on YouTube the other day, and I remember that movie, and I hated that movie from what i remember i want to see i want to see if it evolves or adapts for you um i hope so but i, I, I totally don't want to do it because get... i feel like it's gonna be the dude where's my car we haven't we haven't done super troopers <gasps> for stoner movie september like dude that's my pick. Still a whole fucking lot that we haven't got to that is my pick i'll pick super troopers that's a good pick man i love I've been super debating, troopers like i said I felt like I'm probably going to do Jay and Silent Bob this year, but I have some others that are mm-hmm. 
here and there. But Jane Silent Bob is such a stoner movie. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really all else I have, man. I gotta shut up. I gotta get it. I gotta. I really. I have to end this episode because I can't turn my air conditioner on when we record, and I have reached the point now. Like I want to shut the fuck up and turn my air conditioner back on. It's true. You're in the south now. Yeah. Gotta end this. I'm in that south. Oh, but buddy, for real. Happy 200, man. I love you. Yeah, happy 200. It's been an easy 200 episodes to record. It's been, God, not any work at all. Uh, talking with you is supernatural. This is not a problem at all. I, I love this. This is a great way for me to get my nerdy ramblings and high thoughts on stupid fucking movies that probably don't deserve that thought, but they're going to get it anyway. And and I have I a, guarantee it. it's a platform. Nobody's talked about Mr. 3000 more than we have. That is a Guinness World Record we could take. It's That's true, and I think it's really, really sad because I think Mr. <laughs> 3000 is a legitimately solid, if not outstanding or noteworthy movie. Like, it's really, really solid. And, it, and it's the kind of movie time forgot about. It was a product of its time, for sure. It was, but I think, it, oh God, nah, yeah, well, I think it was so much classier than a lot of other movies in the mid 2000s. I will say there were a lot you of moments where it could have zigged it, so. and it didn't. And I was so happy. Like there, there's a moment where it comes close to, to, uh, gay panic where like Bernie Mac's talking about like marrying Bo and then like it's really cool their their oh, chemistry yeah. back and forth and like there's no gay or like homophobic jokes like you would expect from a movie of this time like can't hardly wait or other movies that are like so close you know like I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry oh my the entire movie about gay jokes god that gay panic the movie which is I've like that's that's it. Like, that's when we end this podcast. The day I get asked to do I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry is when I end this podcast. <laughs> I, I fully agree with you. Not when we get asked, because now people are going to ask. But, like, when we fucking review I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, that that's is the it. official death knell of this fucking show. I will never talk about that fucking That's movie the one we go story. out on because we're just, you yeah. and I will not give any fucking shits. And it'll be like two hours of us talking about anything but that stupid fucking movie and just saying our goodbyes. That'll be it. That'll, that's our last episode. There you go. At 1000 or whatever it is, that's, that's the it. Or 201. Who knows? That's it. <laughs> Surprise, guys. Check and Larry right in the middle of Asia. <laughs> Uh, no, we gotta, we gotta shut up, man. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you listeners for real at a hot hour and 49 minutes. You're still here. Fucking bravo, man. Congrats. Thanks. I don't know why you do it. Ryan definitely doesn't know why you do it. Really don't. But we both love you. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say, man. I'm Kyle. I'm the wizard of wood. And we'll see you in 200 episodes. (laughs) You're the king of swing. I'm the sultan of swat. <laughs> the king of crash. I like it. Nicknames for, for Babe Ruth. Oh, I would not have known that. I know you didn't. The sultan you know, of seen... swat? Mm-hmm. I, just, I thought that was just a clever thing you made up. I was like, oh, that no. came out pretty naturally. I, I got it all from... Uh... 
the Sandlot. Oh, I can't cool. take any credit. Sandlot, baby. So, anyways, we're out of here. Bye. Adios.